Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Search Engine Nerds. My name is Brent Satoris and I am your host. And today we are joined by Keith Good, who is the Senior SEO Analysis at IBM and someone who has a lot of experience with data and marketing. And that's what we're gonna be talking about today. Data and marketing, how to look at it, how to consider it, and how to incorporate it into your marketing plans. I hope you enjoy the show. Hey, Keith, uh, great to have you on the show. Really excited to kind of talk with you today. Uh, thanks for being here. I'm excited to be here. Uh, yeah, I was, I was uh, after our, our meeting at PubCon Florida, I thought, man, I can't wait to get on uh, a podcast with, with Brent and have a good conversation with him. This is actually an interesting topic because we talked about a couple different things that we could talk about for the show. And one of the ones that really struck me and, I, and we haven't talked about in a while is essentially data. Like data, how it plays into SEO, how it plays into digital marketing, how it plays into a lot of the decisions that we make. Um, and this is a really interesting point for me because I, I, I attended a presentation at a conference once where somebody was like, data by itself is dumb. Right. So they went through this whole mm -hmm. thing where they were like, you know, if you looked at this data, it would make you make these decisions. But if you looked at the data in a deeper set, you'd actually realize that this was not the right decision. Right. Mm -hmm. So a mm -hmm. lot of times with basic level data, we make decisions that are actually inaccurate uh, to what our goals re really require. And so that, that has really ingrained in me this sense of wanting to circle back to the data conversation. So it, it's really exciting. So you're working with a lot of data at IBM. Um, and I'd, I'd like to take a moment, if you can, to just kind of describe what it is you're doing with data, what kind of projects you're working on, and what is your purpose for kind of being data-focused at IBM right now? I don't really know how you can be an online marketer and not be focused on on, on data. The, the problem I find with a lot of um, folks that work with data is they want the data to tell a story that they want to tell. And they don't stop and ask the data what it, what's the story it's trying to tell. Um, and so, you know, we, we try to, you know, okay, um, we, we got some we got some bad um, stats here on analytics, and uh, how can we how can we spin this into a positive story? Uh, you know, the, I've I've actually done this myself in the past, and I'm a little embarrassed to admit that, but I, I think a lot of marketers do that. They see data, and they're like, oh man. Hmm. This doesn't look as good as I'd like for it to look. Or, you know, I said we'd go up in in, in ranking, and we've gone down in ranking. Uh, how do I spin this data to really, um, you know, tell a better story on my behalf, uh, rather than actually saying what the what the the actual story is? And so, you know, um, we've really embarked at IBM, uh, especially, but I, I've done this in in previous jobs as well, where we're really trying to democratize data across all the disciplines. And as much data as they need to gain access to. Uh, and the reason for that is, is we want to be able to um, sort of eke out all of those individual stories that the data is trying to tell. And maybe even look at data points that we wouldn't normally look at uh, and, uh, and, and get the answers that we really need, not the, the answers that we want. Um, so uh, the Decisions Through Data is a program that we have at IBM. And this is tapping, you know, marketers into as much of the data points as they can potentially get their hands on. And this is across not only um, just, you know, organic. We're interested in getting all channels involved and in taking a look at all of the data. You know, we know from a historical standpoint that, you know, synergizing your SEO and your PPC efforts really uh, is is a one plus one equals three type of uh, benefit, mm -hmm. and sure. so we definitely don't want to limit our paid folks to just whatever 
you know, our paid analytics uh, platform is is telling us. We want them to dig into the organic data as well. We want them to dig into um, the uh, user stories and the user metrics, um, how people are interacting with the site, uh, verbatim feedback on the site. Those types of things can help us across all the channels, not just organic. So when you when you think about SEOs in general, I mean, uh, you know, even myself approached that a very optimistic at first, right? It's like, okay, I really want to set up my analytics right. So we go in, we set up our goals, we set up, you know, some of our data points, we set up some of our, you know, tracking to make sure that we can get the reports and the, and, and the specific data that we want. Um, and then we, we kind of sit back and, and, and over the years, we've actually seen a little bit of that data taken away from us, right? You know, through mm-hmm, privacy mm-hmm. and through a lot. And, you know, regardless of whether it's right or wrong, that, that data is starting to become harder to interpret. And with that, we found that not only have we lost data, but we really haven't filled that void. So now you get into this place where you're like, I have this gray area where I can't be confident in my data. Right. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And, and especially when you start getting into multiple platforms, we've done a lot of, tr- uh, you know, tracking where, hey, this site saying it sent a thousand clicks, but my analytics saying I got a hundred visitors. Right. So mm-hmm. where's the data line up? And so I'm kind of curious, are we evolving with data uh, and data collection or are we kind of in this standstill? Like what have you seen that's, that you would quantify as like the evolution of data or new data points or new technologies that allow us to better, you know, track data going forward? I, I've seen both. I've seen folks that sort of, um, you know, they they keep harping on the same complaints. And believe me, it's, it's an annoyance for me as well when Google, was it 2013, they took away our access to the keyword data yeah. and analytics. Um, and here we are six years later, and I'm still pissed about it, to be frank, <laughs> um, because I, I, this is this is not just. Uh, and of course, their reasonings for hiding that data were, uh, quite frankly, quite a BS. I mean, let's just let's just call it what it is. It's BS. It's not a privacy issue. It's 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 data. Data is the sort of the new natural resource, um, and they want to find ways that they can sell it, and that does irritate me. But you can't sort of get stuck in that quagmire. You can't yeah. say, well, I don't have access to keyword data, so I can't really tell you how well we're performing because here's what we know. Do you get the keyword data through the advanced analytics? Um, so, no, you, but we do get it from our paid. Okay. Uh, we do we do pull it in from Google Search Console. Um, and, you know, we, we pull in as much as we can to start making some broader decisions. We can't make you know, really specific position, uh, so specific suggestions, but you know, we can take a look at the data and, and, and base it off of that. What we're really more interested in is not what keywords are driving traffic to us, but is the traffic that they're driving getting what they need. Mm-hmm. So we really move away from this sort of like uh, outside in marketing approach to being more of an inside, I'm sorry, the other way, inside out type of marketing approach uh, to an outside in uh, approach, which means that we are stewards of the internet for the people that are trying to find our products and services. And we have to figure out what it is they need, or we can drive all the traffic we want. And if it doesn't convert, it's not going to do us any good. Uh, so, you know, we're as much as an organic organization within IBM uh, interested in showing our value than we are driving traffic. Um, so 
you know, we move, we've moved along, so to speak, in, in many ways, uh, but we still use keywords to help edify how we should be talking about topics. And again, we moved away from uh, focusing on keywords to focusing on topics. Yeah. What, are the, what are the bigger topics um, and how are people talking about those topics? Uh, we, can, we can use keyword research for that or we can go out and we can take a look at, at a site like um, Answer the Public and see how people are asking about these things. We can go to Quora. We can go to any number of these other channels and figure out how people are talking about the topics in general. The keywords only give us sort of an uh, indication of how we should be also talking about that topic. Now, do you, do um, you see that changing? Because what we're starting to see, and this is you know a, a larger conversation outside of data, but we're starting to see this kind of the paint, the you know the the writings on the wall for Google and a lot of the other platforms to start trying to control all the results down to a handful, right? To really make a lot of the bigger decisions for you. And so with data, you know, specifically with content, one of the concerns is well. You know, if you don't have something that's absolutely unique to you, then you get lost in, in, in the grind, right? You know, there's just, you know, we don't need 300 articles about the same topic. Somebody's the winner and everybody <laughs> else has to find something unique. So yeah. do we see data starting to transition away from like what people are really searching for? Where, where, do, you, where do you advise SEOs to balance between, hey, look, there's a bunch of people searching for this term, so I'm gonna write top, you know, content about this term, I'm gonna attract this term, to I have phrases that I can really speak authoritatively about mm -hmm. that nobody else can, and that's not necessarily demonstrated in the raw data that I'm pulling from competitors and so forth, but it might be beneficial from a standpoint of understanding how to get visibility in SEO in the future. Well, yeah, and we've seen the the reduction in the SERPs for years. Even when I was at SEO Clarity, we we saw in many instances where if you did a search for a specific phrase, um, you weren't getting the thousand results you were mm -hmm. getting before. You weren't getting the hundreds results you were getting before. You were getting six or seven pages of results at most. Uh, and in many cases, we started seeing a dwindling of the number of organic results on the first page. So you weren't seeing that top 10 anymore. You could be in the 10th position and be on page two um, in those cases. And so, you know, we've seen this sort of shifting in Google to becoming more of an answer engine than a search engine. Um, I think Joe Youngblood talks about this quite a bit. Uh, and it's, I think it's one of those changing paradigms that we have to um, embrace to, to a, a small degree. Uh, there's a, and I don't, I don't want to be Pollyannish about um, Pollyanna-ish about Google and how they sometimes uh, basically steal content from from sites. Sure. This whole the whole instant answer thing, where they're basically not even giving us the benefit of a click through uh, from the SERPs. They're just serving up the answer. Um, but I'm also uh, understanding that well, that's their platform. And until we get a better platform, or until the next te technology comes along and allows us to sort of work around uh, this Google bottleneck, we have to work within it and we have to do the, you know, uh, the Will Reynolds approach to the 10X content. We have to be the, not just a good answer to a question or a query. We have to be the best answer. We have to be, you know, 10 times better than our competition. And if you are a, an IBM and you've got 300,000 plus employees and you've got a, a you know tens of thousands of subject matter experts on any one field um, it's a lot easier and uh, for for us and I do feel 
somewhat guilty about that, but I'm also relieved uh, that I don't have to be the guy writing content, <laughs> worrying about how do I get expertise on this. But, you know, unlike a small business, you know, they're starting out, they've got limited staff. Uh, they might have one person who's a subject matter expert on a number of fields. Um but that person's busy, um, so they can't write content. <laughs> so, you know, our, our goal is, of course, to be the number one answer. And to get there, we realize that we have to be the best answer, the most compelling answer, and the answer that attracts, you know, things like the most links, the most and, social shares. And I know this is a digression uh, from, you know, talking about just pure data, but it is important to identify that data is useful but you have to be careful that you don't forget there's more than one touch point in, in, in a successful digital marketing mm -hmm. strategy. And so, you know, yeah. you know, just that was my whole point is just to clarify that there are a lot of things going on. So, so with that, I want to ask two, I want to go into two areas that I think are going to be more, this is all like conceptual, nice, you know, you know, kind of like where things are going, but there's two things that I think people really struggle with that I want to get your personal advice on. Um, sure. You know, one um, and first and foremost, a lot of people, they set up analytics or they set up whatever tracking system they have, whether it's, you know, a platform like yours or whether it's analytics or whether it's whatever custom or whatever purchased or whatever free system they have, they mm -hmm. set up analytics. But what, what would you say should be the philosophy on setting up data collection? And, and, and I'll quantify that by saying maybe in an example you know, should people really like look at, you know, the search volumes and, and really kind of have that be a starting point that guides them for how they set up their site and their queries? Or should they be looking at bounce rate to determine whether or not they need to design change? What are the things that people need and, and how do they determine how to set up data collection appropriately based on their goals? Um. Okay, well, let me send very over my big open-ended. I'm sorry, very big open-ended question. Yeah, let me send over my W nine uh, <laughs> real quick. Uh, <laughs> so, um, setting up analytics for for you know any any sort of organization, I think there there need to be these conversations leading before you even get to that point. So, if you're if you're talking about uh, something along the lines of keywords. Um, you know, search volume is not going to be your only indicator. Uh, we, you have to decide as a business what we're relevant for, what makes sense for us. And here's a really easy test to figure out if you're right for any specific keyword. Google search it. Go out to Google, search it, and look at who's currently ranking right now. Is that even close to what you do? If it is, that's your keyword. If it's not, you need to get a little deeper and, and go longer in, in, in the tail for that particular search. Um, but yeah, a lot of these, these questions have to sort of uh, happen before you even set up analytics. And what I really encourage folks to do uh, when the finances allow it is I would, I would suggest investing in a platform of some sort, um, whether it's, uh, and I can name a few, I don't really, I don't really want to step on any, sponsor, toes or anything like that. But whether it's something as simple as Moz and their platform, or if it's something as you know, huge and complicated as, as bright edge and search metrics or conductor, sure. Uh, or SEO clarity, uh, I really highly recommend that when you're setting up your analytics, you do it in a way that you can unify the views into a single view and you can pull in multiple uh, sort of data points to sort of get to your conclusions uh, for this. And um, 
So you, you would say you would say you wouldn't set up data as an open-ended collection. You would really approach it as saying, like, look, what do we really care about? You know, what are we looking to accomplish? What are we looking to accomplish as a business? Okay, what are what are the areas of opportunity? Would be like the second thing, right? So first thing is like, this is what we want to do as a company. This is what we are. This is who we are. Then its second phase would be essentially, um, you know, what are our opportunities, right? Like. What, you know, if we do a search query on this and it's, you know, Wikipedia and Amazon and something else, like, you know, all the way down the list, eh, you might not, you know, really jump into that, that, that field so easily, right? Or at least not with a lot of work. Or if you have nothing that's ranking at all versus something that's ranking on the second page. So I guess the second part would really be opportunity, right? Mm -hmm. And then, and then what you're saying is, you know, third would be to really connect some platforms in and have like a sense of, you know, what is it? What would you call that? Like data interpretation? Uh, you uh, know. Yeah. I mean, so uh, you're really getting into business intelligence at that point okay. um, when you're you're uh, aligning across multiple uh, data collection sources. Um, and, and when you do that, you start to see a clearer picture. So, you know, you can use data initially to sort of look at opportunity um, and then sort of measure yourself against those expectations once you set up analytics. But then you have to look at the data even deeper and figure out what is the story it's telling me is, is, is right now and what are other opportunities I may not have yet explored. Um, you know, so for example, um, we are mostly B2B business at IBM. And what we have found in many cases is that it's not a single visit that results in a uh, an engagement. And that engagement might be someone submitting a, a lead form. It might be someone making a purchase, any number of things. But, you know, that that ramp up is about six months. And there are about 15 touch points between the initial visit and the time they actually make a decision. And so we have to have data that accounts for all 15 of those touch points and figure out, you know, why didn't it happen? Why did it not happen on the, the seventh touch point? What happened there? Was that a bounce? Was that a, you know, uh, was that a, a, a miscommunication? Uh, why did it take 15 touch points? Now, now with those, those, those are almost like actionable data, right? And we were talking about that earlier. It's like, it's one, you know, I, I set up data, I look at it, I say, that's great, but what am I going to do with that, right? So I guess I would add on to that. What, what do you think from your experience are some of, like, can you give a couple examples of, like, actionable data, like, looking deeper? Like, I'll give one example. Like, I had a client who was frustrated with our work because they were like, our SEO traffic's going down. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I said, granted, but you're seeing a situation where 30 results has now become six, essentially, where people are clicking. Um, mm-hmm. you, you're, you're talking about people ranking much better for the right terms. So you're not getting miss, you know, bad results a lot. You, you're talking about local search really and personalized search really evolving. So where you're grand, gradually seeing a 10 year decline in traffic, if you would look at that, you're a local based Florida business who's losing traffic from California and from mm-hmm. the Philippines, but your Florida traffic is actually going up. Your conversions are actually going up. So when you looked at it too broad, it looked like you were losing traffic, but actually for what your business goals are, you're improving on a month-to-month basis and doing well. And it took a lot of those kind of conversations for people to get on the right the, the right page. So what, what are some of the, like other, do you have other examples like that where, where mm-hmm. people can like, what are the actionable elements people can kind of get their hooks into and see immediate kind of, not immediate results, but early results without 
being crazy that deep, you know? Yeah, no, uh, your example is, is, is a great example uh, of, of, you know, expectations versus reality. You know, if you go too broad and you're not local enough in your local business, uh, you're going to get people from the Philippines that are visiting your site and they're not converting. So, you know, actionable data for me is would be, all right, if I'm seeing a reduction in the number of impressions you know, reported in Google Search Console, um, but I'm seeing an increase in the number of clicks, uh, I'm reaching the right people then. You know, so if I'm, you know, as a percentage based on your position in, in the SERPs, that is. So if you're, you know, if you maintain that number one position and, and you've, you know, get your, you've improved your clicks, well, then you've, you've obviously done some work on your titles and your meta descriptions. Um, the other thing would be that if I'm actually seeing a reduction in organic traffic um, in general, uh, but I'm seeing an, an improvement in engagement that means I'm driving the right people as well. So engagement, you know, if I'm if I go from getting twenty thousand clicks, you know, per month on one page and only getting a point zero one percent conversion rate, to only getting about five thousand visits per month, but I'm getting a twenty percent conversion rate, I'm okay with that. <laughs> this is um, yeah. Th- th- this means that I'm reaching the right people. They're getting what they need. Um, and, and maybe I was targeting some keywords that were going after folks that were completely irrelevant to my business. Uh, so yeah, that's, I think your example is, is a perfect, uh, way to look at it, you know, cause you, you can't just stop at a single data point and, and say, well, we're screwed. (laughs) We've lost traffic. We're no good. Um, you have to look at that engagement metric and I gotta be honest here, you know, People say they 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 want to drive more traffic to their site, but what they really want is they want to drive more conversions to their yep, site. Yeah, absolutely. Because um, that's that's how we pay our bills. We don't pay uh, our bills based on visits unless we're running a CPM model of some sort. And even um, then, even then, you're you you want to make sure you're getting you know unique visits so that you're getting the higher dollar on your CPM for the first views. You know, mm-hmm, it, it's yep. not just about mass volume because once you get past three or four ad views, now you're down to like the penny per per view payouts, which mm-hmm. you know, nobody's really looking for, right? So there's a whole yep. other area of where your data plays into there. So one of the things that I've always noticed, and I think a lot of people listening to this show would, would, would feel is that a lot of times data gets thrown in with the SEO field, but data, yeah. data really isn't an SEO skill set. And I say that because I'm an SEO and I understand SEO and I understand the concepts of SEO, but I'm not a data guy. I don't, mm-hmm. I'm not good at looking at numbers and discerning things. I'm not good at seeing patterns in, in that regard. And I'm, maybe I just don't care about, you know, it's like I'm not as like excited about the data as, as other people might be. Do you think <laughs> that, that companies and, and people should really consider hiring a data scientist to, to manage this type of stuff? Where, where's the benefit in that? Because I think a lot of times companies are just throwing it to the SEO who's going, okay, yeah, sure. They're setting it up and they're saying, yeah, we got traffic and, and this is our rank report and that's it. And as we know, that, that doesn't always tell you this, the whole story. So would you recommend somebody really get a data scientist or is it, should they you know, give it to the SEO and then have somebody do audits from time to time? Well, I'm thinking about the practical nature of this. So, you know, one of the things that you can you can save sort of as a blanket statement is is that everybody should have a data scientist uh, in their company. But you know, if you're talking to a five man operation or five person operation, um, hiring someone that's a BI um, 
at over 100K in a, in a small local area is just not practical sure. for them. Um, and, you know, even at IBM, we, you know, we do have analysts. We have a whole team of analytics professionals that, that can help folks out. It's, it's quite huge, in fact. Um, but they, that doesn't limit us from encouraging folks to gain access to as much data as they can. And we actually have a, a platform at IBM called Pearl in which we integrate not only our organic and, and, and paid traffic, we're also pulling in multi-touch attribution. We're pulling in anything from Bright Edge, from Google Search Console. It is a massive uh, – it is a massive tool, <laughs> to say the least, and we want as many people to gain access to that tool as possible because here's what happens when you democratize data. You get so many different viewpoints. Someone might ask a question that makes sense uh, that a BI guy or female uh, wouldn't have thought of. Uh, you know, a business intelligence person may be looking too broad, uh, whereas someone who's working on a specific campaign might look at, you know, three segments of data and go, why aren't we doing this? You know, yeah. and that... That one little thing makes a huge difference for that one campaign, or it positively impacts uh, impacts uh, organic. Um, so, you know, while I'm all for data scientists in general, and uh, you know, I've had some, I've known some some BI folks in the past, and they're just wow, they're just so so sharp. Um, I would rather defer to having a democratized data setup where more people are asking more questions. And of course, there's the, there's the challenge. You know, they, there's the the statement that there are no stupid questions. Uh, was it? Yeah, there are no stupid yeah, questions. Yeah, yeah. But I, I like to say there, uh, there are no stupid questions, but there sure are a lot of inquisitive idiots. I mean, so you don't <laughs> want to run into a situation like that. But we do find some very interesting fresh eye type of questions that happen when more people have access to more data. So, yeah, to, to answer your question, yes, if you can, if it's if it's in the budget, definitely get yourself a data scientist uh, on your team. If it doesn't make sense, just get more of your folks to look at the data on a regular basis. It doesn't have to be just the organic team. In fact, I think you're limiting um, your effectiveness by only sharing that you know data with with the and that's SEO interesting folks. because we don't when we're doing web design we pull in everybody to look at poke through and fix when we're doing content everybody give us ideas for content so it's interesting that you know with data you know that you're making the statement everybody should get in and take a look at that data you know and, mm -hmm. and see what you see and so forth and obviously there's a bit of learning to that I mean just looking at numbers isn't super helpful but if you know maybe an SEO you know could you know put together or a marketing guy could put together kind of a guide for what to look for or what the, what what's the features and kind of run people through it and then give them you know view access and then maybe even maybe you probably find a lot of people don't get involved but maybe if you put together like a pizza beer party to look at data and everybody hung out for a couple hours and you were available to answer questions and show people then you might get people excited about getting in there and looking and see see what they find because it is interesting um, and and I've had situations like that where. Um, I've had random people come in and take a look at that and find something that I missed and didn't consider or didn't think about. So mm -hmm. that's a really, really good point. Yeah, absolutely. So with Pearl, you were talking about Pearl and some of the IBM schools. Are. Is IBM all enterprise or all paid? Or do you guys have any kind of like early entry or easy access for you know the average person? I think a lot of people in, in the space have a tough time when it tools start getting expensive, right? It's fine for a company yeah, that's got the budget, but you know, a lot of people are kind of in that in-between phase. Do you guys have anything for them or is it really kind of something more for enterprises? Well, we built this specifically for ourselves. Um, 
and it's it's not something that's mass uh, available to, oh, to okay. anyone. But then but then we had other companies come in and, t- and see what we were doing, and they're like, "Can you build that for us?" And so, you know, I think we've I think we've entertained some ideas of making this something that's available to to more than just IBM, uh, though it really was a self serving uh, sort of invention where we just sort of like, well, we we need all the views in, in one view. So, uh, you know, I'll keep you posted and see if that becomes available. Sure. But you're right, you know the. I miss the old days where there were just uh, there was a glut of free SEO tools out there. Um, you know, the, it was really nice to sort of pick and choose uh, what you you needed. Um, gosh, even Moz was at a, at a reasonable price back then. You know, um, and now of course you look at the prices for things like Simrush or SEMrush or Moz or all of this, and that might be enough to scare some small businesses off. Yeah. Um, I would hope not because I think what they can find by using those types of tools, even up, even up to the large platforms like Bright Edge and SEO Clarity, is, is that they um, they conceivably should be able to, to gain a lot of insights from this data that will then make them even more profitable. And therefore, a small, you know, the, the, the cost of, of keeping these platforms up and running is, is kind of a small pittance uh, compared yeah, to what they're I, making. I think what has to happen is like a lot of things. You can buy a lot of cool toys that you never use, right? Right. It's like you have to have a, a strategic plan for how you're going to use it. So what I tell people is, with, you know, if you're going to do anything more than just analytics, you know, then – Definitely have a plan for who's accessing, what's the points, what are the, you know, the, you know, like you said, have that meeting. What are we trying to mm-hmm. track? What are we really trying to get out of this? Who's going to be checking it? Well, who yep. are we reporting to? What are we holding people accountable to? And that's when it becomes valuable, right? right. So yep. what, what, you know, really people want to do is spend the time to learn more about it. So that's one of the things that you also do is you write a lot, you talk a lot, you speak at a lot of conferences, um, you know, and you talk a lot about a lot of these type of conversations and maybe even people might want to reach out to you. You're very approachable. I've never had a problem reaching out to you and asking you questions. So if people wanted to reach out to you, they want to read more of your stuff, how do people find you? What's the best way for people to communicate with you? Um, you know, I'm at Keith Good on Twitter. Uh, that's K-E-I-T-H-G-O-O-D-E uh, on Twitter. I'm also, I've, I've this year, um, after, I don't know, about a 12-year hiatus, I, I completely tore down and rebuilt my website, keithgood.com. And so, you know, this is sort of to let people know where I'm going to be speaking next and and, um, any sort of, uh, you know, blog post ideas I have. I'm such... Uh, I've got so many things in my my head. I'm I'm so so bad about actually writing them down and getting them published. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I I've that. been promising I've been promising Danny I was going to send something over for Search Engine Journal for a while, and uh, it hasn't happened. And <laughs> poor poor guy, he's probably expecting me to send something, but I haven't I've not written anything down. So I get bad about that myself. So I, I feel you. You know, it's tough sometimes. And 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 as far as like, so you have the website and you have uh, tw- your your Twitter, and that's the two ways that people can kind of find information about you the easiest. Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. And um, what, what would you recommend, like, if people are just now start, like, okay, I'm convinced I need to open my eyes a little bit more to data. What would be, like, what would you recommend, do, do you, you know, to, to, to learn more? Is there a source yeah. for, for learning or is it more about pick a platform and then get into the, the documentation for the platform or the, kind or the of, tracking? It's kind of both. I mean, I would certainly dig into Google Analytics uh, initially and Google Search Console and Bing uh, Webmaster Tools. Um 
those are the free things that you can start taking advantage of now and start sort of seeing trends and asking questions right now. Uh, another great benefit I, I, I see in Google Analytics, by the way, is uh, the annotations aspect of, of, mm-hmm. of that, um, because that's where you can start seeing how your actions as someone who's working either on the technical side of your site or writing something, you can put annotations in and go, today we published, you know, uh, what we think will be a great blog post and you can see how your traffic trends after publication yeah. or we fixed the uh, site speed issue um, on this date. How does that affect your overall rankings and or traffic? Um, so I would certainly say that um, dig in now that those are some free resources that you can use right this minute. Uh, and they, they um, there's ample information on how to use Google search console. There's a, there's a yeah, class we, we, you can take on Google analytics. We and, really love the annotations at search engine journal with the, the tracking we do. We, we do that. Like if um, any algorithmic changes, any kind of releases, any new features, any new launches, any changes, we just, to annotate the hell out of our stuff so we, mm-hmm. it's almost overwhelming to look at for me when i look at the annotations but it, <laughs> you know because there's so many but it works for for the team so yeah right I definitely what, what, think that's what have you got to lose right i mean there's there's nothing it's it not going to cost you any more that and i think that a lot of people don't pay attention to data layers through google mm-hmm. tag manager which mm-hmm. is su- like you can really get in there and say like what's the scroll like how far did somebody scroll down before yep. they converted and oh by the way everybody's bouncing after fifty percent scroll you're not you're in your conversion you know your CTA is at the seventy five percent percent scroll rate so mm-hmm. maybe you need mm-hmm. to move it up you know there's a lot of uh, data layers that can be added through Google Tab Manager which I think are, are super super important that people don't pay attention to yeah I think those are good places to start I always enjoyed reading Avinash Kaushik's uh, yeah. stuff um, you know he's he's a good big data guy uh, there's ample information out there online in terms of you know how to really dig into the data and, and take advantage of it but the biggest and most important thing is is what are you trying to get out of this um, and you know, if, if you're if you're just trying to get quick traffic and quick wins, um, I think you're probably going to find yourself squeezed out of the industry uh, in general. I think Google is really trying to find and 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 show the sites that are really concerned about making sure that the user is is getting what they need. You know, so and and this is what I try to tell folks at IBM all the time: is like, the, stop focusing on you, focus on the user. Um, and, and you're going to get the answers, you know, you need from the data for that. Yep. It's perfect. Love it. Well, Keith, it's a pleasure having you on the show. It's a, I really love this conversation. I know it's not even for listeners. It's not something that's as easy as like do A and do B and do C. I mean, it's much more of a conceptual mm-hmm. thing where you have to get in and read a little on your own. But ultimately, this is an area that if you take the time, it pays in, in dividends. So it's it's something, you know, you have to bite the bullet and really jump in with and have a strategy and get the tools and, re- and learn how to, you know, really you know, track that data appropriately for your goals. So I appreciate you coming and talking a bit about it and, uh, and joining the show. Yeah, sure thing, Brent. Good talking to you. Cheers. <laughs>